0: Amen. Y'all have to forgive me, Lighthouse. about I tow up the microphone, but I charge it to charge it to the praise and worship team. They know. God knows. He knows what we need to move us. Thank you. God knows what we go through. He knows what we need to get moving. Amen. I won't be before you long. I try not to. Uh, thank you, Greater, Greater Mount Karma, for for your support this morning. I love you. Thank you to Lighthouse for this invitation to come over and to to give unto you what God has given unto me. Amen. I believe this is our third time on, coming over, Lighthouse. Amen. Uh, I like to believe. Amen. 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 I like to believe either we've done something right. Giving us an opportunity to keep getting it to keep going until we get it right, amen. But either way, I'm grateful for the opportunity to stand before you again. For this is the day that the Lord has made, amen. 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 And we shall rejoice and be glad in it, amen. Amen. If you have with you, you can open up your, your Bible to the book according to St. Luke, 19 chapter. 19th chapter a very familiar passage Luke the 19th chapter when you have it say amen I still hear pages turning so we'll be patient amen Luke 19 beginning at the very first verse amen and it reads And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was a chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down. For this day I must abide at thy house, and he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they murmured, saying, that he was gone to be a guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods that I give to the poor, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day salvation has come to thy house, for so as much is also the son of Abraham for the son of man is come to seek and save that which was lost. Amen? If I can take for a couple of minutes today, I want to speak for the subject the sycamore experience. Amen? The sycamore experience. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Father which art in heaven, Lord again master we call upon you father lord you said we should call upon you father god in times like these lord and lord you said you would show up father god and you would show out and show us great and mighty things that we know not father so lord your servants stand before you father god humbly father god asking you lord to decrease me now that you may increase father god hide me behind the cross father god so it's not about the man standing before your people father god but lord it's the holy spirit father god that speaks through me father god Lord, we know, Father God, that preaching cannot happen, Father God, until the Holy Spirit comes, Father God. We know, Father God, that sanctification did not happen until the, to the, to the Holy Spirit came, Father God. And Father God, we know right now, Lord, for this blessing to come, Lord, we need you, Lord, to fall fresh in this place today, Father God. We ask the Lord that you speak to me, through me and for me, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we did pray, O oh Lord, and let those who have ear to hear, let them all say, Amen. 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 When I look at this. Particular passage, I I was drawn to think about the experiences in in my life that have made me, shaped me, if you will, molded me to the person that I am today. Amen. Experiences, you know, those things that are past, past knowledge, past skills, past things that you had to to endure, you had to go through that had a profound impact on who you are today. Amen. I think about those experiences. I think about the good along with the bad. Because I even learned that in the bad, God was still working some things out on my behalf. Amen. I learned to take the bitter with the sweet church, if you will, that sometimes when you're going through your experiences and you don't quite understand what's going on, we have to trust God's plan. Amen. We have to trust and understand that the things that you're going through is not for no, for no good. Amen. God wouldn't allow you to go through those things in your life if he did not have a perfect plan for you. Amen. Look at your neighbor and tell me, we're going to talk about this Sycamore experience, amen? The preacher's going to talk about this Sycamore experience. When I was thinking about this experience, I, I was thinking about experiences in my life, and I thought about how my, my mother raised us, Deacon Russell, and I thought about the things that she taught us, Pastor Gillery. Uh, I think about my mama. She was a stickler about certain things. After all she had to be, she had 12 kids. Um, she had about 11 good ones, and we, she had... <laughs> She had one. <laughs> she had that one. <laughs> Bless her. But I think about the things that mama was a stickler about. Amen. Mama was a stickler about church etiquette. Amen. Mama just believed that um, when you arrived on the church grounds, that was a sacred place. Amen. Certain things didn't enter onto the church grounds. Amen. That was that was a sacred place. Mama didn't believe that you could go on the church ground and have the same language that you had before you made it onto the church ground, amen? Mama expected for us when we got into the church house that she wanted us to pay attention because Mama understood that one day we needed to have our own sycamore experience, amen? I was drawn to this one time we were, we were having a revival and Deacon Russell, can, he can vouch for me. It seemed like we had a revival for everything Reverend Simmons. We had a spring revival. We weren't coming out of a spring revival. We was going into a fall revival When we came out of the fall revival. We went into a summer revival came out of that when we had a three day revival when we left out when we was hit with a five day revival. we just had revivals every time you turn around, but revivals are good, amen with meaning amen fall revivals y'all know what I'm talking about just revivals, but I remember this one instance where um I had took my seat I was probably eleven or twelve years old, and I had sit down with a couple of my friends, and I probably had gotten one of the best seats in the house sister Gillard. now just like any eleven or twelve year olds Certainly, I was paying attention to everything that the pastor had to say, (laughs) Amen. All right, come on now. So I think I was probably located probably on that second to the last pew (laughs) over in the corner over there. And um, the service hadn't been probably 10 or 15 minutes. And me and my friends had started um, talking. And um, I felt this touch on my shoulder. And it was a touch, Nathan, I I hadn't felt before. And when I turned around, I saw what appeared to be one of God's archangels. That's a war angel right there in the form of my mother. <laughs> Mama was dressed in all white. She was a, she was an ursher at the church. She was dressed in all white and uh, she touched me on my shoulder and she signaled for me to come in. And I thought maybe Mama was going to take me outside and give me one of those 15, 20 twenty-minute lectures and send me back in. But no, not this time. Mama said, come here. And she walked me out to the main aisles, and we started walking toward the front. And every pew we passed by, I was looking down, and they had space and room for me to sit there. But Mama didn't stop there. Mama kept walking. Deacon Washington, it was one of the longest walks i ever been on. Mama kept walking until we made it to the front pew. And she placed me in between the deacons on the front row, Deacon King. And when we got home, Mama would always ask us, Deacon Russell would tell she would ask us, what did the pastor talk about? What was his sermon text? What verses did he come out of? And what was the main point? So when we got home, Mama asked me, so what did you get out of service tonight? And I told Mama, I sat there for a minute and I said, well, the first thing I got out of was um, I ain't going to sit by Byron equipment and Harry no more <laughs> because they talk too much. They got me in trouble. The other thing I noticed was that some of those choir members didn't sing, mama. They were singing off the and some of them didn't even sing at all. And then I told her some of the other things I noticed was those preachers up in that pulpit, half of them were sleep during the, during the service. And then the last thing I told them, I said, well, mama, and those deacons, well, those deacons you sit beside, they talk more than I did. Maybe somebody need to tell their mama on them about church etiquette. Amen. Experiences, experiences. But I thank God for my, my mother. If you got a good mother, if you had a good mother, thank God for good mothers. Amen. I thank her for those experiences that she, that she taught us. When I look at this lesson, I was thinking about this, this sycamore tree. And I think it's important that we get a a description of this sycamore tree and the uses of a sycamore tree. Amen. If you're going to tell a story, you might as well tell it right. Amen. This sycamore tree. Amen. Most people would tell you it was good for holding stuff. It's good, strong, it was sturdy. Roots went deep into the ground, amen? Sycamore trees, depending on where sycamore trees grow at, they can grow anywhere from 75 to about 200 feet, amen? But then there's another side of the sycamore tree. This side, that's a little unfavorable, Destiny. There's a part about the sycamore tree that gets a little messy. It shares leaves, a lot of leaves. It has a tendency to leave some mess around, Pastor Guillory. It leaves off these little seed balls that has hairs in them. And if you have difficulty breathing, amen, if you had a sensitive respiratory system, it would make it difficult for you to breathe. And these seed balls and this bark that came off this sycamore tree at times would cause irritation to the skin, amen? So, Sister Guillory, I thought about it just for a minute. And I said, this sycamore tree sounds like church folk. This sycamore tree sounds like some of our church folk. Amen? Well, let me help you out just a little bit. We can be some strong people. Amen? Mentally, we can be strong-minded, strong-willed. Amen? Physically, some of y'all, with Nick at? We can be strong with muscles. Incredible heart. You get where I'm going? Socially. You may be very strong. Spiritually, you are strong. Amen. You can be very sturdy. Amen. Not easily shaken, which means that when the wind blows, you already have your mind made up about some things. So you ain't going to waver because you are sturdy. Amen. These are the people, Pastor Gillard, that people love to lean on for support. They can be counted on because they are some sturdy folks. Amen. These folks. Some of our church folks. Just like that. Amen. But then there's a side that nobody wants to talk about church folk. We can be messy at times. Amen. I oh, assure you, you can fool me but you can't fool God. Amen. You, you can fool man but you can't fool God. Amen. We can be messy at times. Alright. You don't believe me? Wait until some of y'all get in the car. Some of y'all won't even make it into the car. Wait until you Get outside the church doors and start talking about who did what in church. Start talking about who was wearing what in church. Start talking about who didn't do what they were supposed to do in church. Amen. We can be we can be messy at times. Amen. We can be some messy folks. Amen. If truth be told. The truth be told. You won't be messy in front of just anybody. You are only going to be messy in front of those people that you feel comfortable with. Amen. So I may not tell you, about, it may not show you my messiness. But when I get home, Sister Hall may see some of my messiness. I'm just keeping it real for y'all just for a minute today. This sycamore experience, messiness, amen. I thought about it just a little bit more. You think about it. We can be suffocated at times. We too can be like the sycamore tree. We can suffocate those around us to the point to where they just don't feel like they can breathe. You don't believe me? Ask my daughter. I tell my daughter all the time. My wife would tell you, I say, baby, what is your daughter got on? What is she going with that on? You ain't gonna say nothing to her about about that? Her daughter. Those, those, shorts, that, your, those shorts that your daughter got on are too short. They too revealing. Daddy, I, I want to wear this. This is what the kids are wearing, but that ain't what I want you to wear. Amen. We can suffocate people at times, amen, with our expectations of how they should conduct themselves, amen. This sycamore tree, watching now. These are church folk we're talking about. Maybe I ain't talking about folks at Greater Mount Carmel. Maybe I ain't talking about people at Lighthouse. Maybe I'm not talking about y'all, but these are other church folk, amen. Other church folk now. This is how they act. Sometimes we can be irritating. My wife told me a couple of weeks ago, she said, Steve, just shut up. Just be quiet. Just leave me alone. <laughs> I, I wouldn't lie before you. Just leave me alone. You, you irritate me. You're getting on my nerves because you always got something to say. Either I'm not doing this, I need to do this, and I need to be over here when I'm not to be, be over there. I need to be going right, you pulling me over to the left. What is it that you want me to do? Amen. We can be irritating, amen, just like this sycamore tree. But thank God, amen, thank God that he specializes and working in messy folks and in messy things to get his message through to his people. Amen. Let me say that again. I thank God that he specializes in using messy folk and messy things to get his message through to this people. Amen. You don't believe me? Check the track record. Somebody said it earlier. Let's, let's inventory Moses, a killer, by all account, a messy man. Amen. He You're killing somebody, it ain't, it ain't clean. That was a messy man, amen? But God used Moses, amen, to get his message through to Pharaoh, amen? Tell old Pharaoh to let my people go. Messy folk, right? Messy things to get his message through to his people, amen? You don't believe me? Keep going. Look at Paul. Paul, a persecutor of the church, a persecutor of the Christians, messy by all accounts. But God used Paul to write 13 books in the new chapter to get his message through, even though he was a messy man, amen? You don't believe me? You can keep checking the track record, amen? I know this boy from Carthage, Mississippi, 39051, a messy boy named Stephen Hall, from a messy place, amen, with messy tendencies that's standing before you today to get a message through to God's people, Amen. God specializes in using messy folks and messy things to get his message through to his people, amen. When you look at this particular text, church, it is a clear illustration of God's love for his people, amen. It's a clear illustration that what man can't do, what's impossible for man is possible for God, amen. Amen. Cuz if you look at this particular text, amen, snug right between greed and grace, amen, right between a crazed crowd and right before the conversion, you have our coming savior, amen, yeah, amen, yes, you do, yes, you do, this Sycamore experience, when you look at this particular lesson here, I'm going to point out a couple of things and I'm going, to, I'm going to leave, a couple of things, I'm going to look at the man, I'm going to look at the method, I'm going to look at the master and we'll take a look at the message, amen. The man, the man, the man, the man, the man. This man, Zacchaeus, this man, if you look at him, Zacchaeus was a committed man. Most people would disagree with me on this, but the Bible speaks for me. It said he sought to see Jesus for who he was. Amen. He was committed. Amen. Pastors would tell you he loves everybody, but pastor would tell you he has a deeper appreciation for committed folk. Amen. He has a deep appreciation for committed members, amen? Well, let me tell you why he does. Committed people, committed people. You don't have to ask committed people hardly for anything. Committed people will sometimes, a lot of times, will just volunteer to do things. Committed folks can be relied on. A committed folks, a lot of time will beat you to the church house, Pastor Guillory, will set everything up and remind you when you come in, you're running late. That's committed folks, amen? That's committed folks. So we like to put our committed folk into a category where you can call them, you can count on me, count kind of folk, amen. You can count on me, count on count of folks. They they are committed, amen. And then you have those non committed. Non committed folks. These are the folks that have come up with every kind of excuse and reason not to put their name on anything. Because believe it or not, Non-committal folks understand that when you commit to something, you are accountable to something. Amen? And a lot of people don't want to be accountable to anything. I've heard plenty of excuses, plenty of excuses from non-committal folks. And believe it or not, they'll they'll lie on their spouse because they'll tell you, I'm going to have to check with my wife, pastor, to see if I can preach that Sunday. That's what they'll do. They'll, they'll, They'll tell lies on their kids. Well, my daughter has a basketball game that weekend, so I won't be able to, to be at the food drive that weekend. You understand? They'll come up with every kind of excuse that their work schedule is too busy. They had to work seven days this week, Dick and King, 13 hours a day, so therefore they could not come and commit to what God has put before them to do. That's a problem right there, amen? For the Bible declares that in Proverbs 16 and 3, that when you commit yourself unto the Lord, He says he will establish, he's going to establish your plans. He's going to establish your dreams. And it depends on what book that you're looking at, what Bible you're looking at. He'll establish your dreams. He'll establish your goals. He'll make sure that you have success when you commit yourself to him. Amen. Well, you say, how did Zacchaeus commit himself? Zacchaeus committed himself to the search. Zacchaeus committed himself to the search. He dedicated his search And therefore, when he dedicated himself to the church, watch the church, the sycamore tree doesn't surprise me that it was there for him. I said that the Bible says that when you commit yourself unto the Lord, he will establish your goals. What was Zacchaeus' goal? What was his desire? His uh, desire and his goal was to see Jesus Christ. Somebody hear me now. His desire was to see a man named Jesus Christ. Amen. And that sycamore tree was just an avenue that God provided for him in order to see a man named Jesus. Amen. The next thing this 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 lesson tells me is that Zacchaeus was he was curious before the experience. He was curious, yet he was convinced he was curious. Yes, he was because he was eager to see Jesus. Amen. Now, I'm sure Zacchaeus, like a lot of other people in Jericho, And remember now, this is this is Jesus' third trip. And not only was his third trip, and this is what I find very profound, not only was this his third trip, but it was his final trip through Jericho on his way to Jerusalem. Amen. Y'all hear what I'm saying? This was his third Jesus and final trip on his way to Jericho. And certainly, certainly, Zacchaeus had heard some things about Jesus because there's one thing about Jesus that we found in previous texts. That wherever Jesus went. He left a mark. Jesus never left the place the same way he found it. Amen. Lighthouse. I stopped by to tell you, Jesus is in the house today. And I think somebody's life is going to be changed for the better. And your life will never be the same again. Not because of me, but because Jesus is coming your way. Tell your neighbor he's in here. He's in here. He's in here. He's in here. Zacchaeus was eager to see Jesus. He was curious to to know about this man named Jesus. He had heard some things about Jesus, and it's one thing to hear some things about Jesus, but it's another thing to know some stuff about Jesus, amen? You can tell me all you want to, and you can tell people all you want to, how Jesus has moved in your life and how God has did some things in your life, but until they have their own experience, amen, they don't seem to appreciate it just as much, amen? I was thinking about it. I was a curious young boy, too. Yes, I was. I was, I was curious. Ah. Uh, would wonder why my mama would, uh, she would, Deacon Russell, she would walk through the house and she would sing church hymns. Y'all understand? She would sing church hymns and she would get happy all to herself, amen? And I would wonder how mama could, could do that. I would wonder why I would see mama reading scriptures, time after time, reading scriptures, I would wonder about that. I was curious. I would wonder how Mama could be so happy. Amen. When it seemed like everything around us was going so badly, amen. I was curious. I would wonder, Beacon Russell, why was it sometimes we would come up on Mama crying? And when we asked Mama what was wrong, and she said these are these are tears of tears of joy. And I didn't understand that. And mama would say that this joy that I have. The world didn't, the world didn't give it to me. And she would tell us the world certainly can't take it away. I was curious, amen. But I was also convinced, just like Zacchaeus, that just knowing and hearing from my mama about Jesus wasn't enough. I was convinced that I needed to have my own experience with Jesus, amen. So, like Zacchaeus Church, I set out to find something out about this man named Jesus, amen. And I remember it clearly, Pastor Gilbert. I was about 15 years old and it was One night at a church service, um, at a choir rehearsal rather, and I'm sitting there and something got a hold of me, Deacon Russell. We're in a choir rehearsal, not in church service, but at a choir rehearsal, and something got a hold of me one day. And ever since that day, Pastor Gilbert, I ain't never been the same. I ain't saying I've always done things perfectly, Sister Sheila, but what I'm saying is my life has never been the same, amen? Because of that curiosity, because I sought Jesus, for myself. Amen. And I got news for you, church. When you seek Jesus, when you're really seeking him, Jeremiah twenty-nine, thirteen says, when you seek him with your whole heart, you ain't got no other choice but to find him. Amen. Am I talking to anybody here that ever saw Jesus not with your eyes, but you saw him with your whole heart. And then he show up in time. Then he show up and make himself clear in your life. Amen. That's the Jesus. That's the God that, that we serve. Amen. I look at this now. Not only was Zacchaeus curious and convinced before this Sycamore experience he was also challenged. Amen. Yes he was. He was challenged. The Bible says he was short. Sister Hall. He was short Sister Hall. He was short. Short in stature. That's what the Bible says. He was short. Now here's what I start by to tell you. Zacchaeus just because he was short The experience that he was trying to have made it difficult for him to see Jesus, but it didn't make it impossible. I thought by it. Let me let me say it again. His statue made it difficult for him to see Jesus, but it didn't make it impossible for him to see Jesus. Amen. Zikaeus didn't use excuses. Amen. He didn't do that. Amen. Listen, 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 listen. We all have our own set of challenges. Amen. It may not be your height like in this particular case, but we all have our challenges, our hindrances that prevent us every now and again, church folk, from seeing Jesus for who he is. Well, all right, you don't believe me. i keep going here. We all have our challenges, I said, every now and again that prevents us from seeing Jesus. Watch this. Zacchaeus, when he woke up that morning, it wasn't a surprise to him that he was short. Let me help you out. When Zacchaeus woke up that morning, church, it wasn't a surprise to him that he was short. Now let me, let, me, let me stop by your neighborhood for just a minute. When you went to bed last night with that attitude, you woke up with that attitude. When you went to bed being bitter, you woke up being bitter. When you went to bed with that malice and angriness in your heart, you woke up with that malice and anger in your heart. When you went to bed lying, gossiping, cheating, doing whatever you were doing, you woke up lying, gossiping, and cheating. So it shouldn't be no surprise to you when you can't see Jesus. Because those things, amen, have a tendency to block your vision from seeing Jesus for who he is, amen? But I'm glad Zacchaeus didn't make excuses. And I stopped by to tell y'all, Lighthouse and Greater Mount, we can't make excuses, amen? We got to seize the opportunity, amen? Because Zacchaeus did not use his his height as an excuse, amen? He used a tree as an opportunity. He used the things that God did give him. He may not have given him height, but he gave him vision to see that sycamore tree. He may not have blessed him with height, but he blessed him with a vision to see the sycamore tree, and he blessed him with the ability to climb, Amen. God did not make you short handed. God didn't make you short handed. God has given you everything you need in order to get a close and have a closer walking relationship with Him. Amen. Amen. The choice is up to you. Watch it. There's a story in John 5, uh, a very familiar passage at, at, about the man that, who's at the pool of Beth Sheldon. Y'all know that story, right? John 5, every year this man, the Bible says for about 38 years, he waited down at the pool, waiting for an angel, quote unquote, to come down. And stir the waters, trouble the waters, so the first the first people in could get their healing, could get their blessing. Amen. The Bible says he did that for 38 years. And then Jesus stopped by the same way he came by to see um to see Zacchaeus on his way to Jericho. And this man began to make excuses. He began to say when Jesus said, What 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 do you want? Do you want to be healed? He started making excuses. Well, 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 here we go. <laughs> well, well, I can't. I can't get in there. I'm paralyzed. You see, I can't, I can't move, I can't do this. And every time I try to get in there, they they run me over. Red Mahal run me over so he can get his blood. That's why he get all the blood. Listen, listen. At some point you gotta stop making excuses, amen. You gotta stop making excuses and make and make a move. Amen. Tell your neighbor, you gotta make a move. Gotta make a move. You gotta, make a move. You gotta make a move. Make a move, make a move, make a move. Stop making excuses for yourself. Listen. Listen. Not only was this man, Zacchaeus, not only was he curious and convinced, Zacchaeus was also cash loaded. Yes, he was. Yes, he was cash loaded, cash money. The scripture said, Yeah, he was the scriptures said he was a rich man. That's what the Bible said. That ain't what I said. The Bible said he was a he was a rich man. He was rich, which means he was he had wealth, he had money, he had things that, that you and I may not have had because of who he was. But this man, Zacchaeus, was a rich man. Here's what I stopped by to tell you. You can have all the money and not the master. And if you have the money, but not the master, that's a problem, amen. I tell you, Visa used to have a used to have a slogan called, you can take this card anywhere you want to be. Anywhere you want to be. And what that meant was that Visa card could get you into some places not just in the United States. You can go worldwide and that Visa card could get you into some places. All you have to do is whip out that Visa card and you could get into some places. Amen? That was the perks of the Visa card. But I start by to tell you, church, that one day, your money, your Visa card, your spending, is going to change. Whether you want it to or not, you ain't going to be able to look at your checking account the same way. You won't be able to spend your money the same way. And then one day, church, newsflash, you got to check out of here. You got to leave this side. You got to leave here. And I wonder what you're going to do when you stand before the master and he says, stand up here, Rem let's speak for yourself. Let the works that you've done speak for you. And here you are standing up there with your riches that you no longer have, that you left behind. And you're standing, behind, standing up there wondering why you can't get in. And when he says, flee from my presence O signals of iniquity, there's a debt for you in hell. Amen. What you going to do? Because your money can't follow you everywhere. Amen. So listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start another checking account. I'm going to start. Another. I like to call mine the Jesus card. The Jesus card. I may not be able to take it to the grocery store, Reverend Joseph, and buy $100 worth of groceries. I may not be able to take it to Nima Mar- Marcus, Pastor Giller, and buy the finest clothes. I may not be able to take it to a car dealership and get the finest cars. But what I can do with the Jesus card, I can tap into it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and talk to my master. Amen. I can whip out my Jesus card when I'm going through my trials, when I'm going through my struggles, when I'm going through my dilemmas, I can whip out. My Jesus card, amen? When I'm going through some stuff that I don't know how I'm going to make my way out, I can whip out my Jesus card. Listen, and my Jesus card slogan is, it takes me everywhere that I need to be, amen? It gets me into everything that I need to get into because I'm invested in the Jesus card, amen? The Jesus card. You got to leave that money and stuff behind. For the Bible does declare this, that the lust of money is the root of all evil. You got to leave that stuff behind. So therefore, choose this day who you're going to serve. You can, cannot serve two masters at the same time. The Bible declares either you're going to love one and you're going, to, you're going to hate the other. So what are you going to do, Great Amount? What are you going to do, Lighthouse? Choose this day whom you will serve, amen? This sycamore, this sycamore experience. Yes, Zacchaeus had money, but he didn't have the master, amen? Now I want to look at the methods, amen? The methods doing this sycamore experience. The Bible says that Zacchaeus ran and he climbed. Those are methods. He ran and he climbed. My mama used to sing a song back in church. It says, if you can't help me, please don't stop me. Move out of my way. Don't try to block me. She says, I got a race to run, and I'm running by faith. But at the finishing line, I'm going to see God's face. Amen. So here it is, Zacchaeus struck out and started running. Now listen, 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 church. I know we all can't physically run like we used to. I can't either. I got It's in my heart. It's in my heart, Pastor. It's in my heart. I may, I may strike out like I'm going to run two miles like I used to when I was in the military. But I can guarantee you before I get 200 yards, my body's going to be saying something else. Amen. I can't run like I used to. Amen. But I saw about to tell you, I may not be able to run physically like I used to. But Pastor Gilder, I can show apply some faith to some things and run with faith a lot stronger than I used to. Because I figured some stuff out anyway. Running physically didn't get me nowhere. It only got me back into the same place that I started from. But with faith, amen, with faith, with faith, amen, you can run this race, amen, with faith. Zacchaeus ran with faith. He didn't know, did not know what was going to happen. But through faith, he started running. The question is, somebody may ask, a songwriter says, is my running in vain? Is my living in vain? Now stop by to tell somebody, no, you're running is not in vain. No, you're living for Christ is not in vain. Amen. There is a rich reward that waits for you on the other side of the race. Amen. He did run. The other thing he did, the other method he used was he did climb. He climbed. I asked my, myself a question, Sister Stace. I want to know what would make this rich man leave the comforts of a ground level where he's in charge of folks around him, climb up into a messy tree, and get to a place where he's barely hanging on. Let me, let me, let me say that again. What would make a rich man forget about his son at best? Deacon Russell, you look good. Forget about his son at best. Then where about the clothes that he was wearing? Now, I don't know what kind of clothes they had, but he was rich. I can guarantee you his clothes were different from other people's clothes. So I don't know if, he's, if he if he had Armani clothes on. I don't know if he had Versace on. I don't know if he had JL Ferrari on. I don't know if he had on Stacy Adams. I don't know. But what I do know is that this rich man didn't matter what he was wearing. He just got on his horse and climbed up that tree. Amen. What would make a man climb up a tree and put himself In a situation where he know it's messy up there, where he know it can cause me some breathing situation, where he know he may get a little irritated, but he decided to climb this tree anyway to see a man named Jesus. Amen? He climbed. He climbed. Tell your neighbor, you got to climb. 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 Zacchaeus decided decided to make, he made a a life-changing decision. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. It was a life-changing decision, Reverend Joseph. He made a decision to move, to move from one life, to get into another life. Amen. Am I talking to anybody who's decided to move from one life and you decided to get on to another life? Amen. You started to invest in more in your heavenly life as opposed to this earthly life, amen? For the Bible says that heaven and earth shall pass away, but God's word will forever stay. What have you done lately, amen? I'm sorry to tell Beyonce, we all didn't just wake up flawless. We didn't just wake up like this, amen? Everybody can't wake up flawless, Beyonce, I'm sorry. Some of us got to put some work in. We got to put some work in to get to that heavenly heavenly appearance, amen? I'm sorry, sorry, Beyonce, I don't want to, crap on you, but she ain't just wake up like that. We didn't just wake up like that flawless. But Zacchaeus decided to climb and he started to run this faith race. Amen? Zacchaeus did something that most people would not do. Why does the Bible only give a description of this man named Zacchaeus? Certainly this sycamore tree was big enough for more than just one little bitty man to get up there. But why was he the only one that took advantage of this opportunity? Amen? Amen. Some people, some people will miss the opportunity to find Jesus because we got our mind on something else. Amen. Get your mind, get your mind out of the clouds and get your mind on a sycamore tree experience. Amen. Get your mind on Jesus. Amen. I stopped by the Get your mind on Jesus. Amen. Listen, listen, listen. The next thing we talk about is the master, the miracle man, the master, the miracle man, the master of the universe. Amen. The author and the creator of the heavens and the earth. Amen. The Bible says that Jesus walked by and Jesus did a couple of simple things. Y'all watch it now. And this experience. He did a couple of simple things. The Bible says he looked up, he saw, and he said, let me say it again. The master did just a couple of, couple of things. Y'all, he looked up, he saw, and he said, that's what he did. He looked up and he saw Jesus. He saw Zacchaeus, and he said, "Zacchaeus, come down, make haste, for I must abide in your house." And when I looked at this scripture for a while, I tore with it all week long, and I wondered what was Zacchaeus' whole name, because I know when my mama used to talk, call us by a whole name, we knew either we were in, we were in some, we had did something extremely good, or we had done something extremely extremely bad. When she called out Benny Ray Hall, we knew. When he when she called out Alice Annette Hall, we knew. When, he, when she called out Robert Glenn Hall, we knew. When she called out Helen O'Neill Hall, we knew. When she called out Vicar Renee Hall, we knew. When she called out Stephanie Jane Hall, we knew. When she called out Tracy Earl Hall, we knew. When she called out Russell D. Witt Hall, Lord have mercy, we knew. When she called out Sean Yvette Hall, we knew. When she called out Stephen Kelly Hall, we knew. When she called out Michael LaShawn Hall, we knew. And when she called out Kendall Marisa, we knew. Zacchaeus, make haste, he knew. I stopped by to tell somebody, he knew. He knew either he had done something extremely good or he had done something extremely bad. Watch how Jesus breaks tradition. Jesus broke tradition here. Yes, he did. Jesus never had a formal introduction. He didn't say, how you doing? My name is Jesus. He didn't do that. He just said, Zacchaeus, come down. He skipped the introductions. He went straight by the salutations. He skipped the greetings and got straight down to business. Zacchaeus, come down. For today I must abide in your house. Amen. That's the master. That's what the master can do. You don't have to wait for a doctor to fill you up. For a doctor to to repair you. When you do surgery, you may have to wait two to three weeks before you begin to see the effects of what the surgery had on you. But with Jesus, amen, he can touch you just like that. He can speak a word just like that. And guess what? Your life will be changed forever. Amen. That's the master that we serve. Amen. And then as I close, I get down to this message. This message, Deacon King. It almost felt like a miracle to me. It did. Yes, it did. Because the Bible does declare that it's hard for a rich man. It's almost impossible for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. The Bible declares that it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to get into heaven. Now, I ain't telling you having money is a bad thing. Don't go. Don't go saying Reverend Hall stop by to tell you all that. And Pastor clip, get back. I'm glad y'all recording this. Pastor clip, get back and say, Stephen told him you, you, you didn't need money. I ain't saying that. So I didn't say that. What I said was when you begin to put your trust in your money, when you begin to put your priorities in your money, it begins to make it hard for you to reach the ultimate prize. Amen. But Zacchaeus here, what I like about Zacchaeus here, Zacchaeus began to concede and to confess some stuff. Yes, he did. He conceded, Reverend Simmons, that he had taken some stuff from other folk that didn't belong to him. He began to confess that he had taken some stuff away from the poor people to fatten his pockets up and the pockets up around those around him. He began to tell Jesus about these things. And I got good news for you. It sounds like what Zacchaeus was doing, it sounds like he had somehow had a glimpse into Romans, right? 10 and 9, and he began to confess with his mouth, and he began to say some things to Jesus about what he had done, because Zacchaeus understood something, church. Zacchaeus had been without Jesus for a long time, and Zacchaeus said that today is the day. I can't wait. I need to make a choice, that today is the day that I'm going to drop some stuff. I don't know what Zacchaeus dropped behind, but we do know he dropped some of his money, because the Bible tells us that he gave fourfold To the people that he taken away from. Yes, he did. He loosened up some stuff. He got rid of some stuff that had been holding him down. I stopped by to tell somebody, you need to get rid of some stuff. You need to let some stuff go in your life. You need to separate yourself from some stuff. And when you begin to separate yourself from some stuff, then you'll have a clear vision of what it is that you really need in your life. Amen? I'm going to come to my close here. And I looked at this. Sycamore experience. And I began to say to myself that falling in love with Jesus is the best thing that I've ever done. Amen. Zacchaeus, somebody could say, he fell in love, y'all, on a one-way street. Zacchaeus fell in love, yes, he did, y'all, on a one-way street. I fell in love with a man named Jesus Christ. Am I talking to anybody in here today that know without a shadow of doubt that you've fallen in love with a man named Jesus Christ? Don't fool me now. You've fallen in love for him. And there's nothing that you wouldn't do for him. There's no place you wouldn't go for him because you love him. Amen. Listen, listen. I'm not just talking about the human love. I love Sister Hall. There's a lot of things that I do for my wife. Yes, I will too. There's a lot of things I do for her that I won't do for other people. She knows. Yes, I will too. Yes, I will too. But she would tell you. There are some things that I won't do for her that I will do for the master. Amen. Amen. Because we've set our priorities in line and we understand that there's nothing more important than my relationship with Christ. So between a crazed crowd, now we got our conversion. It almost is a miracle. But the message is that to anybody that wants to be saved, doesn't matter. How much money you have, it does not matter what your prestige is. It does not matter what your social economic status is. It does not matter. The message is, is that Christ came to save those that which was lost. Amen? (laughs) Bless y'all. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. (laughs) Hallelujah to the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We don't. We don't want to put expectations on man, amen. We put our expectations in God, amen. If our expectations were we were going to hear a word from God, I trust that we did hear a word from the Lord, amen. We're so grateful again for the invitation. Whenever we come here, I feel like we feel like family. I feel like family. Thank you, thank you, brother. I feel like family, and I love coming over here. We we love coming over here. Um, we're always greeted with a warm smile. Got me a hug this morning. Thank you. All right. love, love love, coming by. We got a lot going on in, in this world today. But there's nothing like when all of God's children can get together. Amen. It does not matter. When God's children get together, what a time. Amen. We can sit down at the banks of the river. Amen. What a time. Amen. What a time. Thank you. Bless you. Bless you. Send the hands up.